0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And what's good, brothers and sisters? It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. And ESPN2 here is Bart Scott, I am Freddie Coleman. We're not wearing our Tiger Woods Red on Sunday. It just happened to work out that way yeah, from I that see. standpoint.
1: It's like first Sunday at school. We eat the usher board. <laughs> exactly. You know
0: yeah, we got our school clothes on, we're ready to get after it on this Friday. We got a lot of action in terms with the NBA draft part of Straight Talk Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And one of the things about the NBA draft, we know that people know the names, they try to know the names, Bart. We knew Kate Cunningham was going number one of the Detroit Pistons. But it was the way his demeanor was that so many people saying, hey, that's the guy we wanted. They had the whole fade for Kate and everything like that, mm-hmm. he not only embraced the moment, he didn't let the moment overwhelm him being the number one pick in the draft.
1: I mean, he, he sounded like he was um, just mature beyond his years. He's ready for the task at hand. You know, he has the right temperament for Detroit. Uh, we like our stars a certain way. You think about our great stars and the people who really want to talk about, you know, Dave Bing, you want to talk about yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, like, you know, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton. You know what I mean? We're understated. We let our play talk talk for ourselves. And, like, you know, we understand that we have to represent the city. I mean, this is a city that loves hard, you know, that's had, you know, mediocre to average, you know, organizations outside of the Pistons. You know, it's a proud-storied um, organization. You talk about one of the teams that have three titles, you know, a team that has been disruptors to like the big machines, which is the Boston Celtics, the Lakers, Chicago and the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And then I would put the Pistons right there as far as, you know, most consistent, um, proud organizations. That's not the big time market organizations. And he can be the beginning to the turnaround. Right. And um, I think that he'll be well embraced. And this is a young team. But, you know, now you finally see Casey starting to get some of the pieces and starting to mold this roster. They've had a lot of turnover. They've let Woods go, Denwitty, you know, Chris Middleton. These were all at one time Pistons that they couldn't find or see the vision to to, to build a, a core around. This is a young quarter. They can, you know, him, Kellen Hayes, Kellen Hayes, and um, now Kay Cunningham. And hopefully these are just some of the pieces that they're going to start building to not just try to fight for a wild card, but to kind of restate their claim as a proud organization. I'm happy today, you know what I mean, that we can have a star, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we had to sage our bodies for years. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, to get the stench of Darko Milicek's off of us, Well, man, you're never going to get that I mean? stench off, brother. I you're mean, never gonna, we no, had to go no, watch no. Carmelo have mm-hmm. a great career. We had to watch Wade and Bosch, and we mm-hmm. said, man, really? Mm-hmm. This guy? Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the unicorn before the unicorn. And I don't know what he was. He was a My Little Pony. <laughs> well,
0: he was a My Little Pony in seven-foot frame. Let's put it <laughs> exactly. that way. And, exactly.
1: Yeah, but not for nothing, the NBA got in
0: touch with the NFL last night because you have Cade Cunningham going number one. Yeah. But then everybody's talking about the trade involving Russell Westbrook. Brody, the Brody. The Brody on his way to Los Angeles to the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Howell going back to the Washington Wizards. <laughs> other players being involved in it. And our man Kendrick Perkins. There's keeping it 100, then there's keeping it Perk. When he's part of NBA draft coverage in ESPN last night, After finding out about the trade before the coverage, this is what he said about loving the idea of Westbrook going to
1: the Lakers. I don't want to hear about can it work, can LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, they need shooting and all this. I don't want to hear that. It's going to work. It instantly makes them the favorites to come out of the Western Conference. Can we revisit the Miami Heat, D. Wade and LeBron James with a Chris Bosh? This is a similar thing, right? You have Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, and then you have Anthony Davis. You go out and get a couple shooters, but they're going to make it work. We're talking about Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, two of the most polarizing figures to ever play the game of basketball. It's going to happen.
0: And that's part of Straight Talk Wireless. No, tr- no contract, no compromise. Bart Scott, Freddie coming to Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. The one thing, I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. I want to see how this is going to work because you got a guy, LeBron James, you got Anthony Davis, but you got that Russell Westbrook guy that is going to be a hard-charging dude. And yeah, he doesn't mind being on a team like this. He's from the LBC, Long Beach. He has a chance to go back home. But Russell Westbrook has a strong will, and Russell Westbrook has been seen (laughs) to have a strong won't. And at a certain point, if he thinks that things aren't the way they're supposed to be, he's not just going to sit on his hands and bow down at the altar to LeBron James. If something's not right, Brody's going to let him know. I want to see exactly what is going to be the process leading up to what the end result's going to be.
1: Pump your brakes, Kendrick Perkins. I know the Brody's your boy, but, man, come on, man. Don't be the prisoner of the moment. They just signed a six foot three post player. Like, I mean, he's going to occupy the same real estate of that of Anthony Davis. Yeah, I understand he's a guy that plays, you know, wears his emotions on his sleeve. He's going to give you everything he got. But I just don't know if it's a guy you can depend on when it's time to, you know, shoot the shots. You know, you'll be able to, you need shooting, right? And, and that's not his deal. And he's one-dimensional. And they needed somebody that can spread the court and open up the court for LeBron so he can have the driving lanes. You needed somebody that can open it up for, you know, the pick and roll, being able to come off the pick and roll. And, yeah, he can do that, right? He's a guy that's going to find assists. But guys are going to play him a certain way because, you know, at this point he is who he is in his career. And they're going to give him the space to shoot. And sometimes like Giannis, he's gonna hit one or two, and that's the worst thing that can happen because it's gonna embolden him to do the to do the do the uh to shoot more. I mean when when I look at it, yeah, making a trade with Washington, that's good. If it was Bradley Bill, a shooter. because I feel that's a guy that, that, that would have made the team a lot better. And where does he stand now? Because if I'm him, like I don't want to be traded now, I'm like, hold up, really? Kyle Kuzman? They go they'll give me the dude uh, what's the movie with Robert Townsend when he had the had the little crew with all the little platinum hair? A meteor oh, man. Meteor man. Yeah, you're going to sign a little baby meteor man? Like, man, I don't want baby meteor man. And Montrez, Hurl, like, what are we doing here?
0: Well, my like, wife Denise right now is happy because we love that movie, <laughs> Meteor Man. So you just made my wife Denise <laughs> extremely <laughs> happy, Bart, with that one.
1: You know, shout out Robert Townsend. Man. They, they, they're, they're wasting Bradley Bill away. And if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I say, yeah, I made all these nice picks, but maybe I made these nice picks Now I'll send them to Washington so they can have a nice restart with a young core. And if it costs me wise men, if it cost me maybe one of the draft picks that they took yesterday. So big. So big. Can you talk about having, you know, three shooters, three offensive uh, players like that, and they're able to retain maybe Wiseman or they're maybe able to retain Wiggins, and now they have those wing defenders now that they have, you know, being that maybe Clay won't have the lateral movement that he's had before. But this doesn't mean to me make uh, the Lakers the favorites. To me, it opens the door for Bradley Bill to go to the West. Or to say, you know what, I've given everything I had, I'm out.
0: You can say that, and that's not, that's not unfair to say about Bradley Bill, because here's the question I have with Bradley Bill. If you want to be the guy – do you trust the Washington Wizards as an organization to put pieces around you? Because certain guys are destination guys, in my opinion. For example, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, Bart, is a destination guy. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen what he's been able to do in the playoffs, and there are guys out there saying, man, you re John Collins, I'll think about joining with Trey Young. Yeah. Is Bradley Beal a destination guy? And my answer is no right now. Absolutely Bradley not. Beal, as great of a shooter as he is, he can be a more of a Robin than a Batman. Now, he believes he's a Batman. I don't take anything away from him from thinking like that. But if guys are actually believing that they're going to sign with Bradley Beal with the Washington Wizards, well, I'm not buying that at all. So at a certain point, when that frustration hits to your point, does he want out? And then what kind of packs are you going to try to get for him with a yeah. new head coach and Russ Unsell Jr.? And maybe not a lot, a, lot, a lack of trust
1: with that organization, put pieces around him. Yeah, I mean, you, I think at some point you're being loyal to an organization that's not being loyal to you. So what at what point do you do what's best for you and be Roscoe Jenkins, the team of me, and, you know, I think it, we've come to that point. And I know what he said earlier in the day, but mm-hmm. at, at this point, he's not going to attract anybody because they're not one superstar away. I mean, they had a superstar. So even if they get another superstar, they're just where they was last year, which barely, you know, put them in the playoffs. And at some point he's got to say, man, I'm doing all this heavy lifting, man. Like Erica Badu bag that lady, he's going to break his back, right? And it's time to put some of those bags down, let somebody else carry, do something to carry. I mean, the, the crazy stat last year, I mean, he's going for 40 burgers left and right. They were like 20% win percentage with him going for 40. So it's not like, you know, if he plays better or I can start doing this or that, are you going to depend? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get Montrez, Hurl, and Kuzma. That's going to get him. Oh, like I mean, the Pistons are like... I mean, the worst place to be... You're in that Pistons bag with Kate Cunningham, aren't you? I'm just saying. I mean, the worst place to be is stuck in the middle where you're not bad enough to blow it up, but you're not good enough to really do anything. And you have to have that realization, man, that the organization really don't know what they're doing. And by the time they figure it out, your prime is going to be gone. You talk about you want to be a, 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 a Batman... You know, but they're not even giving you Robin. They giving you Alfred. You know what I mean? And every once in a while, Catwoman come around to help you out with a mission, but she ride, she run out of time. So, Catwoman. I mean, no, Catwoman would be Russell Westbrook. You know, he came in, really, help him steal the, the drool gave it to him, and he, he was conflicted and, and, and bounced back to the West Coast. So, I mean, I think Bradley Bill's guy that has to you know, you know really take a deep deep look. And I know, I mean, you look at the Knicks that said, hey man, it's safe to come here. They didn't do much last night. And like, I think it opens up for the Bradley Bill sweepstakes.
0: We got Meteor Man, Bag Lady, and the Justice League, all part of the Lakers hoping that Russell Westbrook can get in the zone in his return to Los Angeles. Get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, auto zone. He's brought Scott and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The Chicago Bears think they finally have their quarterback problem fixed. Their style linebacker says they better have or else. That's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN News on TV.
2: Andy Dalton is our starter. Justin Fields' ceiling is much higher. If I'm the Bears, I would start Justin Fields. When I do get my opportunity, I just have to be ready for that moment. We all get excited about Justin Fields.
1: This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
2: It is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and
0: ESPN News. He's Bart Scott. I'm Freddie Coleman. So the words waste time and why you can't waste anymore. We're going to talk about that in about four minutes here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. And speaking of that, Khalil of the Chicago Bears, the linebacker, Bart Scott, he put it out there. I know we got a new quarterback. I know you guys brought in Andy Dalton, but I'm in the almost in the prime of my career. He is not about to try to hear about people wasting his time.
1: It's always a sense of urgency, you know what I'm saying? Um, especially from my standpoint. You don't get too many years in the NFL, uh, and too many chances to, to win ball games and too many chances to get to the playoffs and, and go all the way. Charles Wilson told me a long time ago, he was like, Man, you cannot waste time, you know what I'm saying? This is very valuable. You know what I mean? And um, I understand that not going into year eight and only being in the playoffs pre- maybe three times so far and losing in the first round, every one of them, you know what I'm saying? It's very valuable, you know what I'm saying? Time is of the essence, and um, it's always a sense of urgency.
0: Khalil Mack, let it be known. I don't care what you guys think about or who you think about a quarterback, but figure it out sooner than later. If it's going to be Justin Fields, then start him day one. If it's going to be Andy Dalton, then fine. But don't waste my time and don't waste anybody else's time by hemming and hawing who's gonna be our quarterback or what how long this process is gonna take with Justin Fields.
1: <laughs> hey man, the quote to five heartbeats, man, when they used to say Duck Robson, whatever his name was gonna be a great writer one day when he suffers more, mm-hmm. right? You can see Khalil Mack has suffered, right? You know <clears throat> speaking to the mic, you Atta know, when you, th- when you think about you know, Khalil Mack, where he came from, right? He thought he was a Escaping Alcatraz when he left you know the the Raiders and went to, to, to a great organization that had a storied defensive legacy and and they're ready to win and that he was gonna be the finishing piece and it never materialized. And what you hear in Khalil Mack's voice is the realization of his football mortality. Understanding that he's got more he's got less football in front of him than he has behind him and he can't take anything for granted understanding that he's in a division where they've been probably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, stopping him from getting multiple opportunities to win a division that sets him up to have a bye, to set him up for the short path to just an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. You know, players don't, you know, they just say, just get me to the dance, Mm -hmm. and whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. And when you go and you have a good team and you get to the playoffs and you lose in the first round, You feel like you're never getting started. You're looking at yourself and saying, listen, as good as we are defensively, unless we do something about the offensive side of the ball, we have no shot. This isn't the 2000 Ravens. This isn't the 1985 Bears. This isn't the 2000 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't win just on defense alone. You have to have somebody that can not only – Hold on to the steering wheel, but not crash the car multiple times, and I think that's what he said. He said, "Listen, man, whatever we doing, we need to do it now." Because I'm looking around this league, and I'm looking at these superstars. I'm looking at Jalen Ramsey. I'm looking at you know um, Aaron Donald. Aaron, Aaron Donald, but I'm also looking at. You know, Deshaun Watson. I'm looking at all these disgruntled stars, and guess what? I'm the one who went to the the Pro Bowl and became an all-star, you know, in two positions, right? I'm the unicorn around here, man. And listen, I need a stage to display to the world my dominance, and I can't get that opportunity when I got a dude that can't, you know, deliver on the offensive side of the ball. So whatever you want to talk about in fields, I don't have time to waste for fields to be ready in three years. It's go time for me. Now, y'all get me the hell up out of here. Bart Scott, Freddie
0: Coleman here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zuman presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. And we talked about not wasting any more time. And it's not so much about the Bears wasting his time, but there are plenty of teams in the NFL, Bart, that more than ever before, and I've always said this, and it keeps proving me right each and every year, the NFL is a second-by-second second league. It's, yep. no game to game, it's no longer game-to-game. Year year, it's no longer second year-to-year. It's second-by-second. We have so many different moving yep. parts at any position, but especially the quarterback position, more than ever before, wasting time or thinking you got a plan that's going to be five years out, you got to have a second by second plan yep. in the National Football League.
1: Yeah, I mean, because windows come and they go, right? Remember, you know, when we had the Legion of Boom and we had all that, that window was open for Russell Wilson and he met, you know, they didn't hand the ball off to Beast Mode, and that was an opportunity for them to maybe have a mini dynasty and then it was gone. It evaporated, and now they're struggling, and maybe they may be the third or fourth best team in their division, right? Right now, Kansas City is in that window, right? They had the same fate. They thought they were going to start the, 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 their window to be dominant. It's open. As long as you got, you know, you got these young stars, but Mm -hmm. eventually Patrick Mahomes contract is going to start to say, "Okay, well, you can't keep that guy. You can't keep that guy. You can't keep this guy. Right. We saw Sammy Watkins going. Right. They're going to have to make a decision on Harmon before you know it. Right. They're going to have to start paying people money. You know, Orlando Brown Jr. is going to want to be the highest paid left tackle in the game. Right. And you look at the Rams, pushed all their chips in, you know, gave up, you know, draft equity. And you look at they, they get good. They go from golf to Matthew Stafford. Yes. So it's all about windows. Right. And windows are closing. And, you know, Khalil Mack sees that. And it's a lot of teams and organizations that windows are starting to close and they better capitalize because if not, it was all for nothing. Look at the New Orleans Saints, for example. That's a team that can't afford
0: to waste any time, but now they don't have Drew Brees. So they got to decide on a quarterback, and if it doesn't work out between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, then they're going to have a decision to make at the end of this season. You mentioned the Los Angeles Rams. You're going to be all in on Matthew Stafford. You don't know how long is that going to be. One year? Is it going to be two years? Yep. Especially in that division, where you got a bunch of filthy McNasties called the Cardinals. Yep. The 49ers are going to be back. You also got the Seattle Seahawks. They believe they're a playoff team, along with that team that's going to be playing out there when it comes to the Rams. So more than ever before, it also depends on your division yep. when it comes to not wasting any more time.
1: Yeah, I mean, Listen. We can look at the champs, right? What is Tampa Bay going to be once Tom Brady finally says, you know what, I want some damn potatoes. I'm tired of not eating french fries, denying myself. You know, I, think, I think Tom Brady, we're going to see Tom Brady. Tom Brady going to look like Fat Bastard like in five years. <laughs> no, you know what no, I'm saying? No, <laughs> no, he's not. You know what he's going to look
0: like? Tom Brady's going to be throwing touchdown pass until he's 80 in the no, wheelchair. No, They're going to wheel him no, out there, for no. throw a touchdown
1: pass and wheel him back to the sidelines. L- l- listen, I, I am an Avengers fan. Uh-huh. He's going to look like Fat Thor. He's on. Oh my God. He, he, Tom breaks Bra- really? up. Listen, listen. All these little guys that work hard, and all that stuff, they become fat. All the fat guys become small for the most part, man. And the medium guys stay medium. Okay. You know what I mean? So listen, Tom Brady's is going to look like 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 fat Thor off you know, Ender's <laughs> Game in a minute. But it's all good. He's earned that right. You know sure. what I'm saying? And, and but that but that's a window. That's a realistic window. That's 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 open and it's closing in a year or two. So if they lose the Super Bowl this year, yeah. maybe they got one last run before they come back to mortality. And everybody say, okay, come on back to the pack. Now you're just a, a regular, just like. Like us. And that's why they drafted Kyle Trask, preparing for that eventuality, because they know Tom Brady can't be Fat Thor throwing
0: touchdown passes, according to you, forever, <laughs> where, no matter how long he's been in the National Football League. Hey, man, Football Fat League.
1: Thor's a handsome guy still. He's just got a little, sure. little extra cushion for the pushing. Sure, if you want to be his publicist for him, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm just
0: going to stay on that whole thing. He's Bart Scott and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Anytime a guest stops by to hang out with us, they're here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. Who can't afford to waste any more time in the National Football League? It could be your team or a friend's team. Or somebody you can't stand, but who can't afford to waste any more time in the NFL? Hit us up at triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six seven two nine three seven seven six seven seven six. Excuse me. Speaking of teams that can't waste time, there's another team in the NFC North that is more in a rush to win now than the Bears. We'll tell you who that team is next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel eighty.
1: This wasn't just, as he said, a draft day decision a couple
0: of years ago. He sat there and he said, I'm quoting now. People are coming here to play with me, play with our team, and, and knowing that they can win a championship here.
1: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
0: Along with Bart Scott and Freddie Coleman are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and also ESPN News. So Aaron Rodgers, whatever Aaron wants, (laughs) Aaron is going to get. They are doing everything more than ever before to make him happy. They had all this time to make him feel better. They had all this offseason, Bart Scott, to say, you know what, Aaron? We made a mistake. We completely screwed up from that standpoint. No, it took Brian Gutenkoos, the Packers general manager, to say, Aaron Rodgers wanted Randall Cobb back, and they only brought him in so Aaron Rodgers can stay
1: happy. When I was a kid and I used to pout and I used to be crying, my sisters used to sing that Prince song, that cry, baby, put oh, yeah. you to the test. Mm-hmm. Cry, baby, when it comes cry, you the best. Come on now. I mean, this dude cried because he wanted Randall Cobb. It's like when, the, when your child is crying and all he wants is like a Skittle. Mm-hmm and it's a, just enough to shut him up, you don't mind giving him a skittle. Like, whatever, it's a skittle. Yeah. I mean. You're calling Randall Cobb a skittle? Yeah, he's, what a, doing? yeah he's a skittle, man. He's a little micro mini pimp. Really? Like, he, like, you are, that's what we're doing? That's what that's what it costs? Like, all this, Aaron Rodgers was for it's, Randall Cobb? It's the principal. Like, According to Aaron Rodgers, Bart, it's the
0: principal of the thing.
1: I, I, I disre. Listen, I hate Aaron Rodgers, the general manager, man.
0: Like, sure. I, I don't think players I, Yeah, it was, a six,
1: it was a six-round draft pick to give up for Randall Cobb. But come on, son. Odell Beckham's out there. Go get OBJ. He's in the last year of his, uh, of his contract. They don't want him in Cleveland. I know it looks like they want him. They don't really want him. They stuck with him because he got injured. You could have got OBJ. You would have been much better in trying to win a championship on your last dance.
0: It's his last dance. I hear what you're saying, Bart, but here's the deal. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you knew you finally had a chance to use your stroke and use your electricity against an organization. And you're right. Is it crying? Is it going overboard? Sure. This is a guy that last year, if he made a couple of plays in the second half, we're not talking about the Green Bay Packers falling short of the Super Bowl. Yeah, He's been able to lead this team to the NFC Championship in back-to-back years. But when you can't stand people above your pay grade, above your title grade, and you believe this is your way to get back at them, because we know he can't stand Brian Guttenkunst, the general manager. He can't stand Mark Murphy, the president. By the way, Packers, kudos to you. They didn't allow Mark Murphy to speak at that press conference. That may be the smartest thing they've done all (laughs) offseason, not letting that guy speak. But sometimes it's not about the sixth-round pick. Sometimes it's not about the skittle. It's all about the principle, And that's where Aaron Rodgers is right now, Bart, because he doesn't care about the money, but he doesn't care about Brian Gunkus, and he doesn't care about Mark Murphy. And he's going to let them know by this way, saying, you know what, you want to make me feel better bring back one of my boys bring back one of the guys to help put the band back together I get
1: it I, I get it just like Brady said give me Grunk like hold up, we got OJ yes. the juice man and Cameron Brake no, no I think no. I won. I think Grunk makes me feel sure. better You know yeah. the game Yeah but, but but still I think he should I mean that I don't know if Randall Cobb is what put them over the top and I it agree. was a, it was a move out there to put them over the top and I thought OBJ would have been a move that could have put them over the top. And that's what, where he would have been able to talk about his connections, his ability to recruit. If he could have got OBJ to start being the squeaky wheel there and say, hey, you know what, come be with me. You're going to have the best season of your career. They want to run the ball over there. You come over here, we'll put up historic numbers, maybe the best numbers that you've had since you were a member of the, of the Giants, and that's going to help you in free agency. But you know what? He decided to go around Randall Cobb. He wanted to go down with his boy, Blue. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. You know what yeah. I mean? But what better way to go out than with a Super Bowl and dropping it right off into the sunset like Shane?
0: Bart Scott, that's him. Freddie Coleman, that's me, and Keyshawn Jabel and Zubin on ESPN Radio and also ESPN News. We talk about in terms of we, we know that this is, to your point, the last dance for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Next year, he is determined that he's going to be somewhere else. And I give this to the Green Bay Packers like, fine, just move on. Yeah. But now who's going to be loading up? to go after Aaron Rodgers. And Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, was on Get Up on June 23rd. And he talked about there's one team out there that could be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes because they did not get a guy before because Drew Brees was there. And that team is the New Orleans Saints.
2: I think that people still underestimate how close Tom Brady was to signing with the New Orleans Saints up until he ultimately decided on the Bucks. I, I know that that's going to be a statement that people try to question it's the truth and here's the deal sean payton cannot look back and say man i would have loved to have tom brady last year because it would also meant that i'd have him for a few more years moving forward no question in my mind the saints despite understanding they did what they had to do there is a little bit of let's call it regret that tom brady is not their quarterback
0: Now, full disclosure, they were not going to move away from Drew Brees with Tom Brady. They were not going to do that Mm -hmm. from that standpoint. But if Drew Brees had not come back last year, who would to say that Tom Brady would not have been a New Orleans Saints? If you're a team like the Saints, you're keeping an eye on Aaron Rodgers because you're wondering if Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, whoever wins that quarterback battle, if you don't have that kind of belief in that guy, you're going to put yourself in the middle of the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes when this last dance is over in 2021.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, you think about, you know, Sean Payton – um, you think about Aaron Rodgers pairing together. I mean, it would be the best quarterback that Sean Payton has ever had. And that's saying a lot because wow. we're talking about a, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer and Drew Brees. But it's things that Aaron Rodgers can do that Drew Brees, quite frankly, could never imagine doing. I mean, you can say that about Tom Brady. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented football players to ever spin the pigskin, right? And, you know, for him to go anywhere, he's going to give that team and that organization new life and give them an opportunity to be a Super Bowl champion. But I, I think the obvious choice is because we don't believe in Winston uh-huh. and we know they risky no bisky. He can't do it out there and he's hungry for, for wins and he's sucking his fingers and all that stuff. And we don't know about Michael Thomas. So I don't know, like, you know, if Michael Thomas is long for the Saints, so it seems like this relationship mm-hmm. is headed for an ending as well. Now, if he can say, hey, you know, you got, you, you can get out of the Michael Thomas, you know, sweepstakes, I can bring Devontae Adams over here with me. Maybe we can trade again for Rindle Cobb, and I can have something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be ready to go. Back, back but, to the skill yeah, conversation. Yeah. But, but, but to me, that defense and that window is closing. So I'm looking like, what would be a perfect place for a guy like Aaron Rodgers? All right. A guy that's been in a market that's a little small, uh, but All historical right. – Ty historic, one okay. of the most proud organizations with a lot of championships. I don't know about Lombardi's, but a lot of championships. Okay. And I start spinning my head and I'm saying, man, and it's like it's like it's like that. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. I mean, bam, bam! I smacked that thing. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You're what gonna, if okay. a. A. Ryan is able to replace Ben Roethlisberger sure. with those young weapons that they have? Johnson, Claypool. Right. And then you put it with a defense that is going to be good to great for the next five to six. Next five to 10 years. Man, the defense is always good. I, we always talk about, oh, they lose Troy Palomaro. They, they, they just they get they just get up and they get Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, they lose Joey Porter. They just go with James Harrison. Mm-hmm. Oh, they lose James Harrison. Now they got T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. They just know how they to. They lose yeah. Bud yeah. Dupree. They'll yeah. have somebody else. It, 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 it don't matter, right? And I can see a Aaron in that type of place with okay. Mike Tomlin. they would be two right. of the coolest cats on the sideline okay. ever. Okay.
0: I'll give you another one based on that line of thinking. Great defense terrific head coach, some weapons. And as a Cowboys fan, I hate to say this, Washington football team. Oh, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, now, I know he's a stopgap guy. He can, be, he can be Fitz tragic and Fitz magic. Yeah. You're going to get both with yeah. that guy. There's no doubt about that. But if Aaron Rodgers is out there, and you know Ron Rivera, what he was able to do with Cam Newton, yeah. and Rodgers is much better than Cam Newton. No disrespect yeah. to Cam Newton. It's just yeah. what it is. A guy like that with Chase Young and a bunch of those bros yeah. on defense – along your Pittsburgh Steelers line, yeah. and that Washington team is younger on defense and the weapons around them and a better offensive line than Pittsburgh right now.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's a great point. One thing we do know we can, we can agree upon is that, listen, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes is starting to begin. Who's to say that the Dolphins or a team like sure. Philadelphia, if they're not able to get anybody with their two first-round draft picks next year, three in, in, in terms of you know the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I just don't know like where Aaron Rodgers would want to go, and you would hope, or I'm sure he has a wink, wink deal that he wants to go where he wants to go, and he'll have his list. You know, who knows? Maybe the Raiders are. I was something gonna say
0: because John Gruden, yeah, he likes Derek Carr, but he doesn't like like Derek. Oh yeah, Carr.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they speed dating. Like, he he's just looking for a new <laughs> option. You know, what I mean, he's just like – he's hitting the whammy I, 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 I like Stop. <laughs> I like you, but he would to be looking. But he, hey, baby, and then he, he watching everything to walk by. But what's wrong with Derek Carr though? It's like. It's like having something good, but you want great. Okay, right? like it feels good. He's like I love you, but it's not special, and I feel like they're looking for something special. Okay, right? We've we listen. John Gruden, especially lives. You know, two years ago was just throwing. You know, I just – I smell diesel fuel. He was backing that bus over 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 Derek Carr every time, the criticism. And, like, you, we talk about John Gruden, especially when he was in the booth. He was a guy that glossed over everybody, man. He just googly eyes for every Man, I tell you what, man, this guy right here, you never heard him talk about his never. quarterback like that. That's very and true. And that's because he doesn't love him. He like him, but he don't love him. I don't know why, because Derek Carr is a lot better than a lot of dudes in the NFL. He is. But in that division – Good ain't going to get it. Well, you, you need great. Herbert, you, you got, got Herbert Holmes. in Mahomes. You know what I mean? The Denver Broncos is a team that's out there that maybe have assets that yeah. they can give Green Bay back in return, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't want to go back. You think about the depth that they have at the wide receiver position to maybe offer up a Teddy Bridgewater as a bridge guy or gap guy with some of those offensive weapons.
0: Right. He's Bart Scott and Freddie coming to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and also ESPN News. Our man Trevor hanging out with us in Utah has something to say at say espn 888 888-729-3776. Trevor, good morning. What you got, my friend?
2: Morning, fellas. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, a team, I think, that has to win now, what you're saying, uh, ever since our heartbreak in 99, it's got to be the Tennessee Titans. Um Got a fresh Derrick Henry still. Ryan Tannehill is at the top of his game. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, uh, they just retooled the defense. So, I think I think their window's got to be right now before, I mean, Julio Jones is out. A.J. Brown wants more money. Derrick Henry starts on his downslope. I think time's now.
1: I mean, to quote uh, old school, that was perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Trevor in Utah. I, I, I really, I was Trevor in Utah. I really have nothing else to say, man. That, that was perfect. Uh-huh. I mean, to his point, you know, we've seen these big backs just fall off the cliff. All you had to do, if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, is look at Eddie George. Like these big backs that take these these hits and they're running people over, it's still like chipping away at a big oak tree. Eventually, it's going to fall. And King Henry's you know performed at a high level, but we know that you know running back isn't a position that ages well, and he's not a guy that can hurt you with you know his in the passing game much, right? Maybe in the in the screen game a little bit. So you know you have to. And uh, Julio Jones is just one explosive cut from, like, hurting itself or or being gone. So you got maybe a two-year window left there. Yeah. You know, so I I absolutely agree with um, Trevor. That was absolutely perfect. Here's the problem I have with Derrick Henry. I hope he's an
0: outlier, but I know better because I live on planet Earth. Because unlike Eddie George, Eddie George sought out contact to be that tough guy. Derrick Henry's more of a dishing-it-out kind of guy. We remember the stiff arm that he had in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah. But to your point, Running basket get about twenty seven, twenty eight years of age, yeah. twenty nine years With of age. All
1: those carries he's had, too.
0: Absolutely. I mean, who's the guy from the
1: Dallas Cowboys had those carries that year? DeMarco Murray. Demarco and they, Murray. they fell off the cliff. Right. I mean, we watched Brandon Jacobs fall right. off a cliff. Yeah. Larry a Johnson in Kansas yep. City. Yep, on a pitch count, right? Mm-hmm. You know what happens. Sean Alexander went from MVP to out the league in two years. In two years, yeah. And, and that's what happens, man, because you you got all these little guys. They ain't gonna be they ain't gonna take you on. They ain't gonna sit on the train tracks when the when the locomotive coming through. <laughs> they're gonna chop them <laughs> they're gonna chop them shins up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, you know? and I I want Derrick Henry to be the outlier
0: because, especially in that division, if you're Tennessee, you got the Colts who now have Carson Wentz, and yeah. they have a running back by committee. Yeah, So they don't have one guy that they rely on from that standpoint. They really don't have a one guy that can do that. But at the same time, I'm hoping that Derrick Henry can be the one guy. I want to be Adrian Peterson in this generation, but I know he's yeah. not going to be.
1: Yeah, Adrian Peterson had a little bit more wiggle to his game. Derrick Henry, man is just a sitting target. And eventually, eventually, you know what I mean, they get you.
0: Yeah, they certainly do. Either way, great call by Trevor in Utah. Hang out with us here on Keyshawn, Jay Trevor. Willen, Zubin, Bart Scott. That's him, Freddie Coleman. That's me on ESPN Radio and ESPN News presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. So now we have baseball news when it comes to the Chicago Cubs. Moving on from Rizzo, he had a great picture in the outfield where he took with his family at the Ivy Wall. He always wanted to have a chance to play for that organization. He did, and now he has to move on. Let's bring in David Kaplan to talk about this. Does a great job as a co-host of Cap'n J. Hood and ESPN 1000 in Chicago, and he joins us here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. David, a lot of people, including the Rizzo family, had plenty of reactions. What is the reaction today in that great city of Chicago as they saw the greatest era in the last century with Rizzo? being traded coming to an
2: end well it's great to be with you guys this morning look uh anthony was the face of this franchise he was this generation mr cub ernie banks of course is the original mr cub and this he joined us in 2012 and they went through some dark seasons i mean 101 losses in 2012 99 in 2013 89 more in 2014, and then all of a sudden, you know, it it turned. And five out of six years in the playoffs, they win the World Series for the first time in 108 years, but the signature moment of his career here, other than catching the last out from Chris Bryant in Cleveland that night in 16, was Aroldis Chapman throwing a pitch over the head of one of our players. And Anthony Rizzo went out on the field, threw his glove down as he was taking his position, went over to the Reds' dugout and challenged every one of them to a fight. And the bench is emptied. But, I mean, Rizzo was front and center. And Theo Epstein acknowledged that's probably the signature moment of the rebuild that no more are you going to push us around. And, of course, he was a great player. You could write him in every year for gold glove defense, won multiple. He won the platinum glove as the best single defender in the National League and 30 home runs and 100 RBIs and a really good dude and a cancer survivor who they, that plane would land at 2 in the morning from a road trip and he would be at the hospital at 9 in the morning to visit sick kids and meet their family. Wow. He's just a, a perfect dude.
1: David, um, interesting that you bring up the Araldus Chapman play because Araldus, you know, they say the same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. And Chapman was a rental and the Yankees eventually signed him back. Do we maybe see some synergy that maybe they're just letting him go as a rental and eventually they sign him back and he continues to be the core in the face of the Cubs in the future?
2: I do not see that happening. I really don't. I think they ripped the band aid off yesterday. I think today, before the 3 o'clock central time trade deadline, I think Chris Bryant will be out of here. I think Craig Kimbrel will be out of here. Wouldn't shock me. If Javier Baez is gone, I'm not saying he will be, but I think the first two definitely could easily see another player or two going. They are going to tear this apart and rebuild it and try to do what they did in 2011 when Theo arrived. And Jed Hoyer, now the president of baseball operations, he's a brilliant dude. He knows what he's doing. He was there with Theo every step of the way. So I think they looked at it and went, okay, we probably should have done something after the 2018 season, when Theo, by his own words, you could find the cut, our offense is broken, and they never, ever got back to the mountaintop. And so I think they look at it and say, we gave this core every chance, and so it's time to get younger and to cut the payroll down and then go to the winter meetings with a book of checks and go, oh, that guy might look good on our team. I mean, there's going to be a lot of good players out there, so we'll see what they end up doing. But they have to continue to add young talent.
1: Funny that you bring up Javier Baez, uh Baez because it looks like he's been like sliding into the D to the DMs of the Mets, you know, openly saying that he would love to play with Lindor. Uh, where's the most likely destination um that they would send him if you know, if they let him go?
2: It would be the Mets. If they move on from Javier Baez, who is You know, a guy still with swag. He's a good dude. The fan base just loves the way he plays. But they came close to an extension just before the pandemic hit, and it was going to be in the neighborhood of 180 million. Pandemic hits. Everything gets put on hold. And now I think they look and think, all right, do we want just Javi there? Do we move on from him as well? They've got a kid in the system. They drafted a Chicago City kid named Ed Howard who was drafted in the 2020 draft, he's probably at least two years away, if not three. So they're going to have to get a stopgap at shortstop. For me, the one guy I have to re-sign is Wilson Contreras. Mm -hmm. Uh, All-star catcher, quality dude, tough, hard-nosed. He's he's the Cubs version, and I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, this guy, because Yadier Molina is, but he's our version of Yadier Molina. He will be the next face of this franchise.
0: David Kaplan, co-host of Kaplan J. Hood at ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He had Anthony Rizzo, who was traded to the Yankees yesterday, on his show as a weekly guest on his show the past few years joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. 20 seconds left. Nobody giving any love to Chicago White Sox. They're the Southsiders. I get it. They made one move yesterday, David. What else could we see from them with the trading deadline ending today?
2: Yeah, they picked up a second baseman, Cesar Hernandez from the Indians yesterday, and then they made a late trade yesterday with the Cubs to get Ryan a real solid setup guy. I still think they have another bullpen piece coming, maybe a more impactful one than Tepera. Uh Just remember, I told Key, mm-hmm. I told Jay, and I told Zubin, they're going to win the World Series with Tony LaRusse at manager and a whole lot of people are going to have to eat a whole big plate of crow.
0: Well, put it this way, I'm sure there will be a lot of place to go around if that's going to happen. Hey, keep Jay Hood in line, my friend. Great stuff, David. We'll talk to you soon. That's a lot of work. Yes, it is. Speaking of the game, a lot of work. Our man, David Kaplan from Cap and J Hood in Chicago. And it's interesting that here, the White Sox, one of the best teams in baseball, yeah. it's always going to be about the Cubs in that city.
1: It's crazy. I mean, it is, you can also kind of make that statement about the Mets and the Jets, right? It's Completely. Just, just one of those things. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets are the team that, you know, are, are, are in pursuit of a championship, mm-hmm. got three of the best players to ever. Uh, play play basketball and, you know, people are watching the Knicks. It's funny when you're talking about, you know, Jalen talking about the other day like when he was in a bar and talking about how people are watching a rerun <laughs> of, 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 a Yanke- of, of a Knicks game mm-hmm. while, the, while the Brooklyn's playing in a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. By the way, baseball tonight, trade deadline special today, 2
0: to 4.30 Eastern time on ESPN. He's brought Scott and Freddie Coleman here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Like we mentioned, Major League Baseball trading deadline today, but the NBA keeps stealing all the headlines like they are the NFL. That's next on ESPN Radio and also ESPN News.